0: It was back in 2019 that the uh, uh, Dallas-based rideshare company, Alto, started out. And, you know, with hindsight, you probably couldn't have picked a worse time, right on the verge of a pandemic. (laughs) But the fact is, they made it, and they're still here, and and they're in another five cities, and they've carried a million people. And I, I think maybe you can't throw anything at them. Well, we'll see. Will Coleman is the CEO. And, you know, you didn't really know you were getting into all this when you started this company, did you?
1: Hey David, good to be back with you. No, I had no idea. Um, you know, I, I I I agree with you. It luck hasn't been our our biggest asset over the last couple of years. And frankly, if I'd if I'd known what was going to happen, I probably <laughs> probably wouldn't have chosen to do this. But uh, nonetheless, it's actually you know adversity has definitely been a, a theme of, of the last few years, but it in many ways has also made us a lot stronger. It's, well, but, it's but, I think been one of the things that's kept us um you know resilient and uh and better.
0: We've been talking um, since the beginning and we and it's really been fun to watch you pivot and deal with all this. I mean for a while you were in that, you were carrying people. I mean if if people would come, but you were carrying groceries and you're delivering um bread and food and and all sorts of things and and now you're sort of settled back into the business but now you got another whole set of problems looming out there interest rates are going up and uh, there are shortages of personnel and you've got some fresh challenges have you had any layoffs
1: you know we had a a couple uh, layoffs within our marketing department back in march as we kind of foresaw some challenges ahead and and wanted to get ahead of it we um did some consolidation in that group and and really reduced our growth spending uh, relatively significantly, especially for us as a as a growth stage company. But since then, we've um, I think because we acted quickly and uh, have been really trying to be as as um, <laughs> you know ROI return on investment focused as we possibly can be. Really cognizant of our spend levels, we've been lucky to not have to make additional. Uh, cut since then and, and, and it's in fact enabled us to continue to grow and and we're hiring now which is uh, a good place to be
0: you know you have you've been able to grow I know you've added I was trying to think over the last ones I guess Miami and and Washington DC San Francisco or maybe the most recent but this requires automobiles and it requires personnel well nobody can buy cars I mean everybody's waiting because they're they're backed up because of chips you know semiconductor chips or whatever and And finding workers has been a challenge, but but not for you in either case.
1: Well, the workforce was really tight. Both of those things, cars and and drivers for us were a really uh, tight commodity <laughs> to the extent people aren't commodities to us, but they're they're assets. And uh, sure. both of those things were were difficult to uh, come by last year. We've been really lucky in 2022 now with some hindsight. Uh, our our relationships with um, vehicle manufacturers and and the size and scale of our fleet purchases have meant that we've really gotten priority um in in vehicles uh, above even you know car dealerships and certainly above the public and so it's been much much easier for us to grow and and even to kind of take advantage of of the environment used vehicle prices as you know uh, have been quite high they're, they're starting to come back down but right. Uh, we've actually rotated and and uh, replaced a large portion of our fleet over 2022, and and we've been the beneficiaries of of higher used car pricing, which has has actually been a a net uh, windfall for us. Yeah, exactly. And um and we think that on the driver front, you know, despite a, a very tight labor market, uh, employees have a lot of options. Um, but we think our model continues to offer not only competitive but really compelling. Benefits and so we've we've been lucky to uh, be able to attract and and ultimately retain enough folks to help us continue to grow. We we still have a very robust pipeline in all of our markets, so um, it's helped us grow three hundred percent this year.
0: Wow, but you you attract a different kind of person, I would guess, than than Uber or Lyft or some of the conventional rideshare businesses, because your 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 people are full time employees with benefits and. It, it's not as though they can they can hold down two or three jobs
1: well we have you you said full-time they, they're all w-2 employees uh, about 50 percent of them are full-time uh, but half of our employees actually are part-time so oh, right? they work for us uh, maybe they go to school uh, during the day and work for us at night maybe uh, they spend some time with their kids and they only have a part-time job maybe they have another job or another couple jobs and they and they're uh, saving or, or trying to earn as much as possible. So um, we try to create a real flexible opportunity for all sorts of people that are that are looking um, for a way to um, you know serve serve customers and and have customer service skills. And we think that that's a really interesting part of of our value proposition is is that we can offer the benefits of being an employee, the protections of being an employee, without um, you know, necessarily having to be uh, full time. Although a, a lot of our drivers do want to, and and we want them to be full time.
0: So, what what do you see going forward? You're in a half dozen cities right now. Do you continue to grow those cities in in, in these uncertain times, or uh, grow within those cities, or do you are, are you going to add new markets?
1: Uncertain times is probably uh, um, the the. the absolute best articulation of it. And, and, and the honest answer is because of the uncertainty, it's, it's hard to even answer that question. I can tell you with certainty that we're going to continue to grow in the cities that we're in and that we have a lot of growth potential and opportunity still left in, in many of those places, even in a city like Dallas, where we've now been for several years and we've built a, a quite large business that's continued to double uh, year over year. Um, we, we think that that can continue for several more years. But in our newer markets, you mentioned San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Miami, where we entered um, in 2022, we, we have lots of robust growth of potential. We, we aspire to be, as we've talked about for many years now, we aspire to be a national brand, one that's uh, known across the U.S. as the most trusted and most loved mobility uh, company. And so we, we have a lot of growth left to do in new cities. That's pretty capital intensive. And um, you mentioned interest rates, valuations are, are difficult right now. So we're being trying to be as thoughtful as possible and, and agile as possible. One of the things we've really learned through the adversity is that how to be agile, how to how to make decisions with a pretty short time timeframe. Um, so we don't we'll continue to watch the environment and, and use uh, the macro Indicators to help us uh, decide how many markets to enter in 2023. We hope it could be three or four more, but um, I, I, hard to hard to commit at the moment.
0: The last, I think it was the last time we talked. We talked about you moving toward electric vehicles. Um, is that on hold right now? Are you still looking at that?
1: Well, that's probably been um, the the biggest implication of some of the supply chain challenges is that electric vehicles. So because We've been a large purchaser of the, the, the GM and Volkswagen vehicles that we, we now operate for so long. That's created a lot of this priority that I talked about in our access to that fleet. That doesn't that's not true on the on the electric vehicle front where we're kind of a, a new entrant. We're we're trying to get that priority, but the supply chains for, for lithium and the batteries are, are are very levels of those vehicles are far below where many of the manufacturers expected them to be. And so it's been a, a big challenge in that transition. We still would really like to transition. It's it's a cost savings opportunity for us to make that transition next year, and we'd like to transition as much as our fleet as we as we possibly can. Uh, but we're we're really just waiting on fleet availability to to be able to do so.
0: All right. Also, you moved. To the, have you moved into your new headquarters?
1: We have. We're in. A, I'm I'm talking to you from my office in our new headquarters down in the in the Dallas Design District. As part of manufacturing district we're, we're the new anchor tenants here in this this new development and we're really really excited to have our own um, you know home for the next long time seven 10 15 years
0: until you outgrow it anyway which until I mean, we outgrow it. it it sounds like you <laughs> may Well, look uh be interesting to say the next time we talk to see what uh, what the economy has thrown at you but I have no doubt that you'll be able to handle it because you've handled everything else really well so far will Coleman's the CEO of uh, the premium rideshare company it's based in Dallas Alto for more of our conversation go to kRld.com/ CEO of David Johnson news radio 1080 KRLD.